0: (laughs) Two, two, two.
1: to another edition of Language of the Gods, where we discuss issues and topics relating to metaphysics, astrology, and astrotheology. Here we delve into the dark recesses of hidden knowledge in an attempt to draw out the truth which has been suppressed and distorted by a sinister hidden hand over centuries of control and manipulation, as they work together towards their ultimate objective of global governance under an all-encompassing technological control grid. I dedicate this to all those souls who have suffered at the hands of manipulative, rapacious imperialism. In all its colors and forms, souls caught up in oceans of distorted truths, false beliefs, propaganda, and accidental circumstances. Brothers and sisters of humanity used as pawns to advance hidden agendas disguised as servicing the greater good and progress. And to those who seek the truth, no matter what the cost, a truth lost and neglected under a mountain of falsehoods and divided opinions. The greatest gift one generation can give to the next is a solid foundation of truth, the right coordinates, with real answers to what, where, who and why, along with the confidence and freedoms to seek wisdom and understanding to all of nature's gifts and mysteries. This is a journey of discovery into the nature of reality and our conscious connection to universal energy. We are not simply biological vessels with a life expectancy of 70 years. We are and always have been a spirit and soul reflection of the universe, the creators of our own destiny and the world we inhabit. Along with the detailed analysis of cosmic forces, here we will attempt to shed light on how various systems of control have manipulated our sense of perception, distorting who we are and what our true potential is. I will attempt to show how, over the past 2000 years, we have been subjected various forms of control, from an array of monotheistic religions, each adopting a different planet, God, as its ideological representative, to corporate and global institutions all designed with the intention of dividing humanity on both a physical and spiritual level. Much of what passes as the word of God in many religious textbooks are accounts of planetary and solar cycles disguised as personified parables. Here we will examine how the control system under the British Empire evolved from its overt peak during the 19th century into a web of secret societies, international corporations and financial institutions steering humanity towards a new imperialism known as globalization and how they use universal cycles as guidance for their own geopolitical policies while at the same time undermining and ridiculing its potential publicly we will try to expose some of the greatest deceptions found in society, inversions of truth and perversions within all kinds of modern institutions, shackling humanity under cycles of perpetual debt and economical slavery. As we move into the age of Aquarius, a new age of knowing, revolution, technology, and independence, we shall look at the overall geopolitical situation and how the control system has adapted to keep humanity within the confines of their globalization project, handicapping us with their view of world events and their perverted view of history. We will examine how the elite are using the ancient Egyptian cult of ISIS as a catalyst to promote their genesis of this new age. We are truly entering a time of turbulence. But with a basic understanding of universal energetic cycles and how human consciousness manifests reality, one will be in a better position to appreciate the changes taking place and the forces behind those changes without fear. We will not only try to open your eyes to new esoteric information and new concepts, but will attempt to shed light on some of the important questions of life giving us a better perception of the past, present and future, allowing us more control over our own lives and to harmonize with new energetic changes emanating from the universe. Consciousness and the Collective First we must understand the various forms of human consciousness, from the individual focal to the higher mind or timeless sea of universal consciousness. It is as vast and eternal as the untamed imagination contained within the physical body for a human lifetime a biological framework of genetics holding the consciousness within the constraints of our five senses. We all resonate a spectrum of frequencies emanating from the heart-mind partnership like an orchestra playing a unique symphony vibrating outwards influencing all those in its wake. Groups interact with one another creating what is known as a collective frequency, groupthink or collective consciousness. The subconscious is the internal emotional part of our mind, the background store deep within us. Our conscious minds are limited to what we focus on at any given moment. The subconscious is all the other possibilities the underside of the iceberg, the 70 to 90 percent in reserve, remembering everything like a digital hard drive. In ancient astrology, the sun represents the will, the external projection or focal consciousness, whereas the moon represents our internal emotions and the subconscious. Water is often used to represent internal emotion, the spirit, moon energy, and the subconscious. The ratio between our conscious and subconscious mind is replicated outwards towards the macrocosm in similar proportions. The body's water content, the earth's land to sea relationship, and the amount of dark matter in the universe are all found to have these similar relative properties, leaving one appreciative as to the synchronicity and connection between all these areas, as above and so below. Above all this is a higher mind, an ocean of universal consciousness, a place outside our physical reality where earthly constraints have no bounds, the place we come from and the place we return. The connection to this higher mind sea of infinite possibility is a natural part of the human experience, but most modern societies have lost sight of this, restricting man's interaction with this vast endless source of timeless wisdom. When you close your eyes and relax, your consciousness lies deep within you. Where is it exactly? Is it just behind the eyes? Is it in the center of the brain? Or is it outside the physical, but somehow connected to it? I suggest it is in all these areas, with the consciousness acting as the benchmark to all creation. Each of our five senses are decoding the energy that surrounds us. Energy within an electric magnetic universe. Frequencies stimulating each sense as they communicate back to the consciousness. Sound is probably the easiest to understand, but they all work on the same principle. The brain decodes this energy flowing into your version of perceived reality. Therefore, the world you think and believe to be outside yourself is being constructed in your head, deep within your consciousness. If you take away all your senses, apart from the one of touch, your reality will be limited. The more senses you add, the greater your perception within time and space. What would your reality be if you had six or seven senses? And what would these extra senses do? The individual, like the pebble thrown in the pond, resonate a personal set of unique frequencies, energy vibrations which flow out from the biological center. This symphony of frequencies is limited only by the imagination. A happy person will give off a happy blend of frequencies, whereas an angry person will transmit angry energy. Just as the cosmos influences the newborn baby with its own unique array of planetary energies, individuals influence their surroundings with their multi-layered interactions within the collective. The individual is a transmitter-receiver of energetic frequency, While the five-sense mind receives, the heart-mind connection transmits. When you have a group of people all resonating their unique rainbow of energies, the collective frequency within a proximity is produced, this collective frequency is picked up and decoded back by each individual's senses and projected into their reality. This collective consciousness is a force in itself, with each individual playing a role in its creation, both transmitting and receiving. This is why you invariably become who you associate with. The collective has power in numbers. A single raindrop on a tin roof makes very little sound, but millions of droplets all resonating at the same frequency can deafen the occupants below. You will notice when an angry person walks into a room full of happy people, the frequency given off by that person will start to influence the collective diluting the happy frequency that once dominated the room, There are many ways to influence the collective, either consciously or subconsciously. Anyone in authority over a group who understands these basic principles is in a powerful position to manipulate their reality. The collective consciousness is multifaceted. Like cogs in a machine, these collectives interact and have varying levels of influence, from the group, community, and national level to the global consciousness, all influencing and shaping our reality. The lower levels are influenced through proximity and five-sense stimuli, whereas the national and global collectives are manipulated through the perception of various forms of media outlets. The universe is a giant soup of interacting electrical frequencies radiating in all directions. Our sensors respond to constant stimulation from these energy fields, our physical brains together with our consciousness decode and project back what we understand to be reality, the final stage in a perpetual updating process. The more senses we have tapping into this information field, the greater our conscious awareness will be. Many people have the ability to enhance their basic five sense reality. Some have an active sixth sense or gut feeling. The Swedish word for God is gut. This connection to the higher mind or source is giving them stimuli of one form or another. The greater our attachment. To the five sense earthly material realm of the corporate control system, the more dormant our other senses may become. Ancient cultures, without modern distractions, focused on the expansion of their other senses, even opening up their seventh sense, the third eye, allowing them to astral project, giving their consciousness the ability to break free from the physical body and move within the realms of the higher mind, a place free from the constraints of time and space. There are various ways to improve your sixth sense, gut intuition. Keeping in good physical health is paramount, balancing oneself chemically and biologically providing the backdrop for ample energy to maximize natural inner potential and inner strength, not to look outside oneself towards the control system for all the answers. Meditate, relax, and take time to build a healthy balance between mind and body, keep a good temperament and an open mind. Occasionally we receive information from source or higher mind consciousness, energetic vibrations in the form of premonitions, preempting things to come, feelings that are so strong and out of the ordinary special attention is paid to the information received. Abraham Lincoln had one such premonition in the form of a dream. During the end of March 1865, he retired to bed exhausted and began to dream. In his dream, he found himself wandering around the White House hearing people sobbing. He pursued the sounds of crying to find out what the commotion was. He eventually went downstairs and entered the East Room, where he saw a casket. A body lay in it, and its head was covered. Soldiers guarded the casket, with many people mournfully gazing upon the corpse. In his dream, Lincoln demanded to know who had died. The president, replied one of the soldiers. He was killed by an assassin. At that moment, the mourners gave a loud burst of grief which woke Lincoln from his dream. Disturbed at the vividness of what he had just witnessed, Lincoln made a mental note. Two weeks later, on April the 14th, 1865, Abraham Lincoln was shot and killed by John Wilkes Booth. His body was laid in a casket and placed in the East Room of the White House, guarded by soldiers. One must ask, where does this information come from? When you understand the various levels of consciousness, it is all very simple. Lincoln's conscious mind was connecting to Source during his sleep, a place outside the constraints of the physical body and time, therefore he was able to observe the past, the present, and future simultaneously. mediums, clairvoyance, channels and the intuitive. These various forms of psychics all have the ability to connect to the higher consciousness giving them a view of things outside normal affairs. Through various forms of connecting they all possess unique gifts. Some see visions or colors Some have feelings and emotions, others hear voices. These gifts come in all shapes and sizes, just like the people themselves. It is as natural as the variations in eye color. However, modern man-made religions would like us to believe anything extrasensory is the work of the devil, and if you participate, you will burn in hell for eternity. What they really mean is they don't want you expanding your awareness and looking within yourself for the answers. They want you to look towards them for the answers, keeping a firm grip on the reins of control. A psychic is just someone who has finely tuned themselves to the art of perceiving extra information that most people will overlook. The psychic deciphers this information and turns it into something tangible. The intuitive, on the other hand, tends to get flashes of insight that need little or no translating. These flashes of inspiration, ideas or apprehensive feelings can appear at any time and are unpredictable. A channel is a person who can turn down their own conscious focused mind and allow psychic, spiritual, intuitive messages to flow through them. The medium will focus on specific spirits or energies in order to draw the information they need. They commonly use what they call a spirit guide to help them contact deceased loved ones. What they all have in common is they are all connecting to various levels of consciousness outside the normal five senses. In their various ways they tune into the higher mind collective, the ocean of consciousness. It is just a matter of tuning yourself into that frequency. You should now have a basic understanding of the way in which consciousness works. Its various layers within the restrictions of the physical body. There are endless frequencies outside what our normal senses can decode. Throughout history cultures and civilizations developed their extra senses but today's world is mainly dormant under the framework of modern society, a system unwilling to relinquish power back to the individual. For further expansion of the senses, beyond the sixth and into higher levels of awareness, an individual can train themselves to free the conscious mind from the constraints of the physical body, enabling the person to enter the astral planes of unlimited possibility. The subject literally leaves the physical and travels through time and space with an energetic copy of the flesh body to wherever the mind's focus wishes to go. Advanced forms of meditation can also lead you into astral projection. Remote viewing is the projection of the mind as opposed to astral projecting the energetic copy of the flesh body. The remote viewer is like an eye in the sky, performed usually with specific objectives. In 1975, the United States government sponsored a $2 million program called the Stargate Project to determine any potential military value to psychic phenomena including remote viewing. The program was terminated after 20 years, deemed unsuitable. One must ask, if it was unsuitable, why did it take 20 years to come to the conclusion, considering the amount of resources thrown at the project? Police have also used remote viewers to aid some difficult cases. One such case took place in California in 2006, a photographer from Las Vegas named Robert Knight had become worried about his long-term friend and radio DJ, Stephen Williams. Knight had not heard from Williams for an unusually long time. Knowing a psychic and remote viewer, Knight approached Angela Smith who was more than happy to help. She gathered a team of six trainees together to see what they could come up with. After many sessions of remote viewing the team concluded there was a body in water, a fishing net and all of this was to be found off the southern coast of California near Catalina Island. Soon after this, an unidentified body was found off Catalina Island and broadcast to the media. When Knight heard the news, suspecting it was his friend, Stephen Williams, he called the county morgue and told them he may know the identity of the body. He told them Stephen had three fingers missing on his left hand from an accident 50 years earlier. They put him on hold and went to check and were astonished to find the fingers missing just like Knight had said. After the body had been identified as Mr. Stephen Williams, Knight told the police of a possible suspect, an investment advisor named Harvey Moreau who had befriended Stephen prior to his disappearance with the aim of investing his fortune. The police were unable to find Moreau and asked if the remote viewers could shed light on his whereabouts. Once again, the remote viewers got together to look outside their five senses for the answers. After many sessions, they concluded that Morrow had fled to the British Virgin Islands and on this tip-off the police finally found Harvey Morrow. He is now serving life for the murder of Stephen Williams. Another form of out of the body experience is the near death experience. People involved in accidents or operation complications have found themselves looking at their bodies from an outside perspective, observing events. They somehow create an energetic copy of their flesh body just like in astral projection where the consciousness has shifted to a new vantage point. In 1987, Barbara Bartholomew, a 31-year-old mother of two from Santa Barbara, California, was booked to go into hospital for her final disectomy and laminectomy as part of her back treatment. The day before the operation, the doctors wanted to perform a myelogram. A procedure to inject iodine dye into the spine to look for problems on x-rays. The nurse injected the dye into Barbara's neck while she was lying on the x-ray table. The table was then supposed to lift Barbara steadily upright to allow gravity to aid the dye descend down her spine. This didn't happen. She lay flat and began to hyperventilate. She eventually blacked out and immediately went from her physical body to a place on the ceiling, looking down on herself and the heads of the doctors. From her new vantage point, she heard one of the doctors call code blue. This call is used to indicate a patient requiring resuscitation or otherwise in need of immediate medical attention. From her new position on the ceiling, she felt very calm, relaxed, and content. Presuming she had died, she noticed a presence next to her, a familiarity as though she had known this presence always. While the resuscitation was going on below, she began to communicate with this presence. She made it clear she wanted to go back into her body and be with her children again, telling the presence that she had not fulfilled her life's purpose and needed to go back. The commotion below intensified. She saw an oxygen mask being placed over her face and a man position a small box on the ledge next to the x-ray table. She made a comment to the presence about the box, asking what it was. At that moment, she found herself positioned in front of the box, looking straight at it. She realized after a while, it was a heart monitor. When the box was turned on, the line on the screen was flat from left to right, with a continuous beep. Barbara went back to the ceiling to be with the presence. The neurosurgeon and orthopedic surgeon were talking about the delayed arrival of the defibrillator. It was taking far too long. The orthopedic surgeon told everybody to stand clear. He stepped forward towards Barbara's lifeless body and struck her in the chest with the full force his fists. This procedure is regarded as a last ditched attempt at shocking the heart into beating again. The second time he struck Barbara's chest, in an instant she went straight back into her body and opened her eyes. She was so amazed and excited to be back in her body that she was trying to talk under the oxygen mask. The nurse told her to keep quiet because they needed to stabilize her. After a small bout of silence, Barbara started talking again, to the astonishment and disbelief of the doctors and nurses surrounding her. She spoke of being on the ceiling, looking at everything unfold below. It was only when she mentioned the conversation between the neurosurgeon and the orthopedic surgeon about the defibrillator and how she was struck in the chest twice, that the staff stopped what they were doing and stood in amazement. How can this woman see and hear all that was going on around her when her heart had stopped and she was unconscious? Barbara's account of her near-death experience is common. There are thousands of recorded cases all over the world, it's as though the physical body and the light body exist simultaneously but your focal consciousness can only occupy one or the other at any given time. The day science begins to study non-physical phenomena, it will make more progress in one decade than in all the previous centuries of its existence," Nikola Tesla. To understand the nature of the universe, one must think in terms of energy, frequency and vibrations. Science works best when in harmony with nature. The universe is a vast endless source of energy, we just need to open our consciousness and understand what we are being shown. Throughout history there has been many experiments designed to measure the relationship between our physical reality and our consciousness. Unexpected results were obtained when performing Thomas Young's double slit experiment at the quantum level. The results turn the world of science on its head, with many scientists today still unable to comprehend what they are witnessing. Experiment 1. Matter is fired at a screen with one slit. Behind the slit is a second screen which collects the matter coming from the first slit. For this example, small ball bearings are used. The pattern which appears on the second screen is what would be expected, a slit pattern. Experiment 2. A wave is fired through a single slit, creating a pattern on the back screen with the highest intensity right behind the slit and a gradual reduction to either side. Experiment three, waves are passed through two slits. We see that the waves going through the slits produce two separate waves, which interfere with each other, diffracting the wave pattern. On the back screen, we see an interference pattern of light and dark bands. When firing ball bearings at two slits, you get a double slit pattern on the back screen, which is to be expected. When we go quantum and fire small particles of matter, like electrons, at the screen, something unexpected happened. First, they fired a steady stream of electrons. Lo and behold, a single slit shaped pattern appeared on the back screen, just like in experiment one with the larger ball bearings. The next thing they did was to fire a stream of electrons through two slits. With astonishment, the electron particles behaved like waves and created an interference pattern on the screen. How can matter create an interference pattern? like a wave. They should act like the ball bearings and pass through both slits, leaving a double slit pattern on the back screen. This baffled scientists, so they performed the experiment again, this time firing one electron at a time. The results were the same, a slit pattern with one slit and an interference pattern with two. It suggests that the single electron leaves the gun and becomes a wave going through both slits, interferes with itself to hit the screen like a particle. They needed to pay more attention to the electron. Was it going through slit A or slit B? They set up a sensor to monitor one of the slits. When they ran the experiment, They found 50% of the electrons went through slit A and 50% went through slit B, which was to be expected. But to their surprise, the interference pattern on the screen had gone, replaced by a double slit pattern. They turned the sensor off and fired the electrons. The interference pattern came back again, sensor on, double slit sensor-off interference pattern. How can this be? Just the act of observing the single electron will cause it to behave like a particle. But when no one is observing, the electron reverts back to a waveform. The double-slit experiment is a prime example of how matter on the quantum level is both a physical and a wave. We find this with the physical and astral body, both existing simultaneously. The focal consciousness can only occupy one position at any given moment, as demonstrated by the near-death experience. If the consciousness is not in the physical, it will occupy the wave or light body and vice versa. It appears that many things in the universe are multidimensional. When consciousness is observing matter, the waveform collapses and we see only physical. When the consciousness is not observing, it will continue to behave as such. This must be a natural state, otherwise we would find ourselves in the company of spirits and light beings. Conventional science insists that the brain is made from the same particles as everything else in the universe. From mountains to sand, ocean to raindrops, they insist that these particles are not conscious. So where does the consciousness reside? I suggest they are looking at it the wrong way around. Consciousness is the benchmark. This is where we are. And all the physical constructs we perceive around us are projections from our eternal conscious imagination. Bill Hicks explained it best when he said, all matter is merely energy condensed to a slow vibration, that we are all one consciousness experiencing itself subjectively. There is no such thing as death. Life is only a dream. And we are the imagination of ourselves.
0: It all there's another world out there Oh, so far another world Can you see the faces on Mars And the shadows on the moon Yet it all seems so far They're all coming pretty soon Looking out there's another world out there Finding out and it's all so clear You see all the colors and the light years And the fall of Babylon You can read about the pharaohs And you can read about the sun There's another world There's another world There's another world Another the world.